text, if you've been in church for a while, you know about blind Bartimaeus. You've heard his name. You know about his story. But today I'm hoping that the Lord would grant us some fresh perspective on this man's story and prayerfully we can place ourselves in this story. It's a story of desperation. It's a story of being in deep need for the healing touch of Jesus. Prayerfully we can see ourselves in this story and we'd be encouraged to, as this man does, cry out to Jesus in faith and have him do his work in our life. Amen? So we're going to read Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. We'll pray together, and I invite you to please pray along with me, and then we'll jump into this sermon. So Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52, beginning in verse 46, it says, Then they came to Jericho, as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me, friend. Lord God, this morning we throw ourselves at the feet of your mercy. And Lord God, we ask that this morning you would please grant healing to Emma. Oh Lord God, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy on our parents that they could make it through this season with a peace that surpasses understanding. Lord God, have mercy on us as we're all trying to wrestle with what in the world is going on. God, grant us the peace that surpasses understanding. And Lord God, I'm praying something even more strange, Lord, that you would grant us some peculiar grace to be able to rejoice always, even as your word says to rejoice. Lord God, would you be merciful on us here in this sermon? That, Lord, it will be proclaimed with clarity, with conviction, and, Lord God, you would add to it your effectual power, Holy Spirit, to accomplish in every heart and mind here what you sent it forth to do. Lord God, I pray that each and every heart today would cry out for mercy, and you would be gracious to grant that request today. Be with our children as they learn. Be with our people who couldn't be with us today. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise because you indeed are worthy. Thank you for hearing us and answering our prayer according to your will. Amen. And amen. Well, friends, as I said earlier, 
The story of blind Bartimaeus is a very popular story. If you've been in church for some amount of time, you may have heard the story. And as you've heard the story, you may have assumed that blind Bartimaeus was a name, at least Bartimaeus. I hope you didn't assume blind was a name, but you may have assumed that Bartimaeus was a name. However, the name blind Bartimaeus is not a name as much as it is a designation or or a, 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 a title, if you will. Blind Bartimaeus was a means of communicating the space that this man was forced to occupy in his world. Let's dissect this a little bit. Let's take a look first at the name, at the the first part, blind. Today, in 2021, when someone is blind, we just understand it to be a physical disability. Whether they were born that way or became that way, we don't think much more than that. But that was not the case in Jesus's day. You see, in Jesus's day, when someone was born blind or if they became blind because of an illness or something, they were seen as being spiritually or religiously unclean. They were considered cursed by God because of maybe a sin they'd committed or a sin that someone else had committed. Maybe their parents had committed or something like that. And so in Jewish culture, a blind person was suffering for sin. And so for blind Bartimaeus, his blindness was a pronouncement of his guilt and therefore a symbol of his shame. His blindness made him a social outcast. What's more is that everyone in the day, including himself, assumed that he deserved it. Whenever someone called blind Bartimaeus blind, he didn't just hear a name. He heard a declaration, a proclamation of his own condemnation. Secondly, he was called Bartimaeus. In 2021, here in America, Bartimaeus sounds just as foreign as any other name in the Bible, doesn't it? But in the Bible, in Jesus' day, the word bar was Aramaic, which is one of the languages that Jesus spoke. It was Aramaic for the word son of. So that what Bartimaeus simply meant was son of Timaeus. But here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. For people to call him Bartimaeus, it meant that they knew who his father was and they knew who his family was. What's more is that he lived, his sustenance, his surviving was based on sitting by the side of a road and begging. What this tells us is that Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was the son of a father who had abandoned him. Bartimaeus was the son of the Timaeus who left him on the side of the road to fend for himself, begging for his own sustenance. Bartimaeus was the son of a family who didn't care about him. 
so that every time he heard the name, the designation Bartimaeus, he was reminded that he was unwanted and unloved by those who should have cared for him most. Yet it seems that he'd heard of a man. Though he was blind, he had heard about a man who had gone about healing people just like him. Bartimaeus, this son of Emmaus, had heard about this man who was going around casting out demons and healing people of all matter of illness. Even though he was blind, he knew based on what he had heard about this man that he was indeed the promised son of David, the Messiah. Bartimaeus had heard and he and he believed, although nobody cared about him, although he was the son of a father who had abandoned him by the side of the road, although he was an unworthy outcast considered cursed by God, he'd heard just enough about this man that he had believed it. So that when Jesus came running by, he didn't miss his opportunity. He heard that it was this man running by and he says, Jesus, son of David, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus Savior, please have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And let me just say how terrible people can be sometimes. It hurts me to say this, but let me just say how terrible people can be sometimes. As this blind beggar abandoned by his family, sitting in his own suffering and shame, cries out, for Jesus' mercy, people have the nerve to tell him to stop crying out. People can, can, can muster up the audacity to tell this suffering man to stop reaching out for deliverance. Why? Why? What is it for them? What are they gaining by stopping this man from getting what God has for him? Brothers and sisters, I want to say something to you, and it hurts me to say it, but we got to hear it. Sometimes people, we come across them, they're in our lives. Sometimes they don't have any hope and they don't want us to have any either. Sometimes people are unhappy with their circumstances and they don't want you to have a change in your circumstance either. It's an unfortunate piece of, this, of our broken human condition. And not only others, sometimes it's even ourselves. Sometimes we embrace our own brokenness, our own shame, our own guilt, our own doubt, that even we believe that we ought not cry out to our Savior. But brothers and sisters, we have to be like Bartimaeus and we have to ignore the voices, whether it's our own or other people, the voices of doubt, the voices of shame, the voices of guilt. And we have to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Cry out, Jesus, have mercy on me. No matter who or what has a problem with it, cry out, Jesus, have mercy on me. No matter how hard it is to believe it sometimes, just cry out, Jesus, have mercy on me. 
Well, Jesus hears Bartimaeus' call, this son of Timaeus, and he calls him over and he asks him a really strange question, a really strange question. He says, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus is a good guy because me, I would have said, well, Jesus, I'm not sure if we both blind here, but, <laughs> but I can't see. Kind of obvious what I, what I need you to do. Right? But I think that Jesus asked him this question for reasons that we've already laid out here. Remember that blind Bartimaeus' issues were not just a matter of just a physical disability, right? Being physically blind meant that Bartimaeus was a social outcast. He was religiously unclean. He was thought to be cursed by God. He was completely abandoned by the family that should have cared for him. And not to mention that he was poor as poor can be. As they say, he was so poor he couldn't afford the second, the O&R. He was just poor. He was so poor that he, he made a living begging on the side of the road. There was a myriad of things that he could have wanted Jesus to do for him. But with all of these problems stemming from the core issue of his inability to see. He requested to be able to see because for Bartimaeus, being able to see meant to be made whole. It meant being restored physically, spiritually and relationally so that when Jesus asked him this out loud, he's asking him so that the extent of his circumstances would be as evident as the extent of Jesus's grace to him. So that when Jesus ultimately heals him, it would be clear that Jesus was doing for him far more than just a physical thing. And so Jesus tells him, he says, go, your faith has healed you. I like the way the KJV puts it, the King James Version. It says, go, your faith has made you whole. And I like this translation better because I think it encompasses the full range of the meaning of the original word, the Greek word that's used here. The original word is the word sozo, from which we get the word saved, right? As in we're saved by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. But the word can also mean physical healing. It can also mean being saved from danger, right? It's a word that includes the healing of or salvation from the full range of issues and problems that stem from our fallen human condition. So that whenever Jesus sozos in Scripture, he is performing a holistic work. Not just a physical work, not just a spiritual work, not just a relational work, but he is performing some combination of all of the above. Sozo, brothers and sisters, is the culmination, the apex, the climax of Jesus' activity in our world. Sozo is the primary reason that the Lord Jesus Christ took on flesh and entered this fallen human existence. And so what does this mean for us, brothers and sisters? Well, if Sozo is Jesus' goal, 
then sozo should be our goal. As followers of Jesus and members of his kingdom, we are called to be ambassadors of sozo in this world. Our job is to bring holistic restoration to those around us in all the ways that we can. This means addressing physical needs as much as we are able to, but it also means continuing to make people aware of the presence of Jesus who is able to grant healing sozo to their very souls as well. Healing their spiritual condition. And it's important for us to remember, brothers and sisters, that if we're only doing one of these things, then we're only doing half the job. We're only fulfilling half the call. Jesus is holistic in his care for us, and his call is is for us to be holistic in our care for others. I love Peace Prep's motto toward this end. I think it's a great example of this kind of sozo, holistic ministry. It says, whole child, whole family, whole community. Whole child, whole family, whole community. For me, this is a clear indication of a ministry that understands sozo. That desires to bring sozo to the world in whole and not just in part. This is what we're called to do. Bring sozo in our world. And this is exactly what Jesus does for this man in our passage this morning. When Jesus found him, he was blind Bartimaeus. But after Jesus met him, he became seeing Bar-Jesus. He is physically restored and spiritually restored. And he is adopted into the family of God following Jesus on the way following Jesus on the way. And let me challenge us to to consider, brothers and sisters, how well we're doing with bringing sozo to this world, being ambassadors of sozo, bringing holistic healing to our world. How are you bringing sozo to this world? Are you giving towards sozo financially out of your resources? Are you volunteering your time towards sozo? Are you sharing the good news of Jesus with people towards their sozo? Friends, listen, sozo is the priority of the kingdom. And as kingdom people, sozo has to be our priority. And maybe you're here this morning and you need Jesus to bring some sozo to your own life. Maybe you're like this man and you need Jesus to move in your life, but something has been telling you that Jesus ain't got no time for you. Whether it's someone else or your own self-talk, your own doubt, your own shame, that little voice that tells you, I know what you did last night. I know where you've been last week. Telling you don't cry out to Jesus. Can I encourage you this morning to cry out to Jesus in faith all the more? Like blind Bartimaeus, ignore the voices of guilt and shame and doubt and backtalk, whatever it is, and cry out to Jesus all the more because he loves you and he desires to make you whole. 
If you've come marked by your circumstances this morning, let me invite you to leave marked by sozo. Marked by the full redeeming embrace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It can be yours this morning. And it only calls us to believe. Only to believe and cry out in faith. This morning as we turn our hearts and our minds to the Lord's table, I want you to understand that this is an opportunity to do that. We're going to go through some liturgy, confessing sin, proclaiming what we believe about Jesus Christ and his sozo in our life. Let that be your proclamation this morning, whether it be for the first time or you've been doing this for a long time. Let that be our proclamation this morning. Make it your own. Cry out for the sozo embrace like Lil Haven this morning. Cry out for the sozo embrace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he's here for. Let's pray together. God, I just thank you for your kindness, and God, I just pray for Sozo. Jesus, have mercy, please. Have mercy. As, you, as you've been merciful, you've been merciful, Lord God. We, not, we don't take it for granted, but we know that mercy is in full store, God. You have a little more for us, Jesus. Give us a little more this morning. Meet us in communion. And hear the cries of our hearts.